1: Fees in primetime live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas
3: here is Tim Murray 13 days in this city it will be Super Bowl 58 where the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will meet for the second time in four years in the Super Bowl that is Jared Smith I am Tim Murray we've got a line we've got some prop bets starting to trickle out. Yes, and we we've do. got one football game left in the 2023-2024 season. Both dogs covered yesterday. Correct. But one fan base certainly is feeling a little bit uh wanted a little bit more. That would be the Detroit Lions fan base.
4: That, of course, the dog fan base. Mr. Smith. Hello, sir. Niners Chiefs. <sighs> Here we are. Here we are. Um, I, first of all, credit to um, Kansas City and to San Francisco for winning those games. I know a lot of the chatter the day after is on the negative side mm-hmm. and what went wrong. Sure. Um, I personally. Not on a gambling network, baby. Yeah, we don't no. care what happened in the past. It's all about moving forward yeah. with those two games. Yeah, and I think, I, I think the first place I start yesterday, it starts and ends with 15 and white. Patrick Mahomes. I think that's he gets all the credit, and the quarterback deserves the credit. They deserve the blame, rightfully or unrightfully so, when their team wins or loses. Mahomes is no different. Um, I saw there were people in my timeline yesterday that were like, "Oh, he had an average game. The Chiefs were shut out in the second half. Oh, he's average." I think the game plan called for him to be average. The game plan was the Ravens are going to take away the deep ball, make every throw, don't make a mistake, don't take a sack, don't turn it over, and find your find your star when you can, and that was Kelsey and Rice, and they had the big games, as it usually was, and Mahomes won the game. Defense really was the the catalyst, I would say, but Mahomes did everything he was asked to do, and Lamar Jackson didn't. In the second game, I, I honestly think, like, I think if you played that game out 100 times, that second game probably, is, like, it feels like a 50-50 game on either side. Like, I think there were decisions made on the line side that obviously went negative, but... Um, they, they played well. Like, like, they brought it, and yeah. the Ravens didn't bring it, right? Like, of the four teams yesterday, I think three of them brought it, and one of them was just kind of, uh, probably wants a do-over there. But the Lions have nothing to be ashamed of. Their fans have nothing to be ashamed of. They had a fantastic season. I talked to a couple of my Michigan friends this morning. They were bitter and angry, and I understand that. But what – I mean, Lions Lions were, were a breath away from the Super Bowl. Like, that, in hindsight – from week one to now is an incredible achievement.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I know everywhere you look and it's now six o'clock in the east, so you've digested consumed all sorts of Monday morning quarterbacking, and as a gambling network, our job is to look ahead, not so much to look back and and what was to criticize, to question Dan Campbell. Uh, I do have a a fun way to look at those two teams that lost yesterday. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show regarding the Lions and the Ravens moving forward, and um, you know, what does the future hold for these two teams who had a bigger missed opportunity? Um, you know, quickly on the Dan Campbell stuff, look, I, I know it was quick and easy and fun on Twitter, and I was I was there part of it. To me, the biggest mistake is I took a step back sure. and you think about the fourth down decisions, what, I don't even want to say what I would have done because I've never coached a game in my life. I've never been on the sideline. To me, the biggest mistake, Jared, and I think it's pretty clear, was the decision to run on third and goal yeah. and waste that time out because that drive had really played out. It was taking longer than anticipated, but as we all know, the numbers are incredibly against you. Less than 5% of the time, you recover an onsides kick. Yep. And it was a good onsides attempt, even though it was illegal touching, but at the end of the day, you just you can't, Unless you are 100% certain, Jared, you cannot run the ball there. And they did it. And they should have kicked the field goal or thrown it into the end zone. If they don't get it, kick the field goal because yep. you still need two scores. You would then have all three of your timeouts. Uh, but look, San Francisco 49ers were able to overcome a sluggish start, a couple fortunate bounces go their way, and I think a lot now as we spin this forward, and we're going to have two full weeks, obviously, to break down this game every which possible way, Jared. It's pretty easy to say, and I've seen a couple shows say it, so I'm not, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, breaking the atom here, but did the 49ers win or did the Lions lose? Like, for two straight weeks, did the San Francisco 49ers come away as a team that seemed very fortunate and as you look ahead to the Super Bowl say there's something there's a flaw in this team and you should we should bet against them because I'll be honest like I ultimately and I gave it on the show as a loser because I had the Ravens I felt more confident in the Ravens winning slash covering that aggr totally, I agree. Niners. totally I thought the agree. niners would win but I did not want to lay north of a touchdown with the 49ers. I didn't want to fall prisoner of the moment because I thought they escaped the Green Bay game. But now here they are. They've got two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl, another couple weeks for Debo Samuel to get a little bit more healthy. And you've got the San Francisco 49ers who are at some shops as low as just a one-point
4: favorite when the look-ahead line was three. There are two ways to look at it. First of all, this is a fantastic question when it comes to gaming theory and how we view, like how we frame the Super Bowl. You could look at it two different ways. One, your angle. The Niners were very fortunate. They probably should have went home last week and they made it through another week against a very plucky NFC North underdog and they were able to pull out a win at home when probably they shouldn't have. Or you could look at it from the opposite perspective. They faced an obstacle and championship teams overcome adversity in big moments. And both times, Brock Purdy down the stretch made big plays in the fourth quarter to win games. All the other stuff that led up to the Niners being down in that game is relevant, but maybe not as relevant as Brock Purdy fourth quarter trailing tie ball game, leading a drive down the field to put the game away. And yes, I agree. The most fatal of the mistakes for Campbell was the run on third down. I don't even know if that was his call. It might have been Ben Johnson's call. Sure. Maybe Goff didn't check out of it. I don't know the 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 mechanics the way, of that. play. I don't know
3: about you, but when I was sitting there watching this game,
4: and I'm like. They're gonna run. I, I just yeah, had, I had I, a weird feeling. I kind of like, hope they would because I, like, I wanted them to get stopped because I had a nine or minus seven ticket that I didn't want to lose. <laughs> I was like, kick the field goal, please. I'll take the push here at this point. Run the ball. <laughs> that we're always been, sticking with our wallets. That come on. That
3: would have been one of the more after. I'll be honest. <laughs> and
4: and, and, I, <laughs> and they went for it. and I thought I'm gonna cover this. And you know, Jameson we, Williams made a you've nice We've got, catch a, a, back you've got our
3: Vison Picks page and. Uh, Look, we we've had a pretty good run in college hoops here this month. I am so thankful that we did not <laughs> have a show on Saturday man <laughs> cuz I got my teeth absolutely kicked. It's okay. In I got my teeth every kicked in yesterday. Which possible way I lost games by the hook, I lost games blown out. It was like, you know, however you wanted to lose them. So I'm just thankful. That the uh, I mean, look, I gave out Michigan State on Friday, and that was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, absolute wrong side. That was awful. uh, Let's do this because I was with you on that. We got two full weeks, producer Britton, to break it down. Let's just let's start our poll question with simplicity. Let's take the four options you have right now because we're going to get into props and all of that as the week goes on. First blush, Monday morning quarterback style. What would be your first? Inclination bet as we look at the market right now, where the consensus line will say it's San Francisco minus one and a half. So we'll say Niners plus one or minus one and a half, Chiefs plus one and a half, totals 47 and a half, over 47 and a half, under 47 and a half. That'll be our poll question. What would be your first bet? Your first blush, Monday morning quarterback style. We'll tweet it out at Visan Live. Uh, by the way, how about? Producer Britton, your question of who would lead the championship weekend because we had the odds up on I think it was Wednesday's show for what a yards passing, passing yards and it was Brock Purdy was uh, I would have pl- picked Brock I would have picked Jared Goff which one no big deal uh, plus one forty well <laughs> yeah but this is the crazy part plus one forty was Brock two to one was Jared Goff I think it was three to one Mahomes and six to one Lamar. How about these for numbers? Jared Goff had 273. Brock Purdy had 267. Yeah. Lamar had
4: 272. So Lamar was a yard yard
3: shy. And that was Mike Palm's play.
4: Mike Palm was all over that. So uh, ended up being a fun, uh, sharp, Mike Palm. That was a sharp move. I I would. Yeah. In hindsight, Lamar is a good one. Well, actually, I take that back. If you would have given me the game plan, if if you would have given me the game plan that Todd Munkin was going to, I don't know, go on some kind of acid trip before the game and just abandon the run completely, I would have taken Lamar. Yeah. And that's one (laughs) thing,
3: too. And Bob Fesco, by the way, going to give us his first blush thought. We'll head to Kansas City coming up in five minutes. Hour number three of the program. We'll catch up with our guy, Stats Guerrero. Get his thoughts from the 49er perspective. I saw Josh Norris tweet this out. Uh, He said, was curious. So I looked through the box score. The Ravens opened the second half down 10 points. They called three design runs in the final two quarters. The 49ers opened the second half down by 17. They called nine design runs before taking the lead with 952 left to play. So... There's your Super Bowl game plan right there. Well, and I bring that up, Jared, to say this. Kyle Shanahan is not going to go away from what got them there. Right. And that's where my initial lead... Same. I, I, I bet against maybe the greatest quarterback ever to walk the face of the earth. And last I might week. have to
4: do it again. And I think I'm going to do it again. I haven't done it yet. And I made this big, you know, oh, I'm never going to do it again until... The Niners are a pick, and I'm like, well, you have to, because they were minus three a week ago. What's changed?
3: Patrick Mahomes, you know it by now, but it bears repeating. Ten, one, and one. We're going to hear that a lot. As an underdog, nine and three straight up. This past weekend was the biggest underdog he had ever been. And they went out and took care of business, but... Was it all because of Patrick Mahomes? Was it a lot to do with Steve Spagnuolo? Because I thought Spags in his bag, more,
4: more or less, pantsed yeah, Todd Munkin, 100. And I, I don't know if it was Todd. Just again, I don't know what I don't know what Todd was thinking. I need to hear from Todd. 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 Speak Todd. to us. Well, let's get the latest from Steve Spagnuolo and the Kansas
3: City Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl in six years. Our good friend Bob Fesco will join us next. The Sports Betting Network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our new fresh look over at TheSyn.com. Today, lots of Super Bowl coverage, but we also have a monster. NBA card, and we've got Zach Cohen breaking down some prop bets, and Red Hot JVT's got three best bets up on the website. He is plus 22 units this year. He's a star. On those best bets. Star. Make sure you check out vSyn.com. Fresh new look. It's uh, it's looking.
4: mm, looking. Crispy, as the kids would say. Do they say that? I don't know. Maybe. I'm kind of a kid, but not really. Sometimes I think I am.
3: I don't know if our next guest is uh, would consider himself a kid, but <laughs> I would think for your fourth Super Bowl appearance in six years, you're like a kid in a candy store each and every <laughs> yes. day. And that is our good friend Bob Fesco from 610 Sports there in Kansas City. Fesco in the morning. And Bob, a lot to get to, obviously, with another Super Bowl appearance. And I'm sure everybody who's going to have you on over the next couple of weeks wants to start with 15 or 87, and rightfully so. But I want to look at that defense. And... You look at what the Ravens were able to do defensively, what tweaks they were able to make, and to limit the Kansas City Chiefs offensively in the second half. Steve Spagnuolo, I thought, was absolutely phenomenal. What has changed for this defense over the last three, four years, in your opinion, where it went from a liability to arguably the biggest strength of this now team?
5: well they they started to use high draft picks on the defensive side of the football I mean you you got Trent McDuffie, who was a first round draft pick that they got in return for trading a, a wide receiver to miami um so he he's come in and played great. Nick Bolton has been I believe a second round pick that they got his his pick in the Orlando Brown junior trade when they brought him over from Baltimore and the pick it ended up being him. Obviously, chris Jones was the first pick of the second round when he was chosen you know in twenty sixteen and, and and they signed Justin Reed, who's been what Tyron Matthew was, and, and then even better. And so I think what they're doing is that they've just invested in the defensive side of the ball and made shrewd signings like Drew Tranquil, who was spying Lamar Jackson all day yesterday, and he was outstanding for this team. So when you got George Carlock, that's another first-round draft pick. When you have first-round draft picks, those first-day draft picks, so to speak, and they're going out there and they're producing and producing at a high level, it's going to make your defense that much better, and, and, and that's where they went. They started to put all their resources on the defensive side of the football, and look what happened. It worked, and over uh, three playoff games against the vaunted Dolphins, the vaunted Buffalo Bills, and the vaunted Baltimore Ravens, the Chiefs defense gave up an average of 13.7 points per game.
4: Bob, I think uh, when you look at what the what the Chiefs are right now, obviously it's, right, it start right. It still starts and ends with 15. So let's let's go into what you saw yesterday because I saw a lot of takes on social media that said, "Oh, the Chiefs didn't score in the second half. Defense won them the game." I think there's something to be said about the simplicity to the Chiefs' game plan yesterday—the short, quick passing game—and just how efficient Patrick was at executing it. You're around him all the time; you see it close up. Describe the greatness in more than just stats and points, because I think what a lot of the public might be missing is the nuance to what Kansas City tried to do yesterday and how effective they were doing it.
5: Well, and I think you bring up a really good point, because I think we've we've lived in this fantasy football world where if it doesn't affect my fantasy team, yeah. I don't know that it's going on out there. And that was a big struggle for a lot of people this year. You know, with this Chiefs offense, there wasn't that, you know, household name wide receiver, even though Rashie Rice was close to a thousand yards. Right. But he was a second round draft pick, so he doesn't count. Um, and then you had Travis Kelsey, who was 16 yards shy of a thousand. So essentially they had two thousand yard receivers and just about a thousand yard rusher in the seventh round pick Isaiah Pacheco. But what they've done this postseason is and, and this is what I told people all year. There's a lot of freak out going on. Oh, my God, this team isn't any good. I'm like, well, you're watching these games the wrong way. The 17 games of the regular season are a dress rehearsal, and then they take out everything that didn't go well during the regular season. They take everything that did go well. And they use that in the playoffs. I mean, this this is not, you know, rocket science here. This is what they do. This is why they're consistently in the playoffs, because they use those 17 games in the regular season to kind of figure things out. You notice you haven't seen Kadarius Tony. You really haven't seen much MVS. You know, Richie James hasn't been a big factor in this in this offense. Clyde Edwards Alaire is, is you know, is limited. I think he's still a nice player, but they're relying on eighty-seven. They're relying on 10. They're relying on Rashi Rice, the players that they know that they can count on. And they're getting it in the hands of the playmakers. Nicole Hardman was wide open on a play yesterday. And Patrick looks at him and goes, nah, I'm going to throw in the triple coverage because I have a better shot of completeness than you do. So I, I think this is a team right now that just understands what they're good at. And when they got their brains kicked in on Christmas day by the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. it really sent a message to them like, okay, this is what we told you you couldn't do. You're still trying to do it. Now you see the results. And five weeks later, they pretty much played flawless football.
3: We're talking to Bob Fesco, host of Fesco in the Morning on 610 Sports in Kansas City as the Chiefs, of course, uh, in the Super Bowl for a fourth time in six years. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, vintage in that first half. So going back to that Christmas Day game where... It was kind of a funky game, right? Uh, a bunch of turnovers led to some uh, opportunities for the Raiders, but it's it's funny how this NFL season can go, where Christmas Day starts with the Chiefs as I believe, Jared, I think a ten point favorite, I want to say against the Raiders, yeah, something ballpark. like that. I'll we'll go look up that man. game, and then later that night we see the Niners. Absolutely implode, fall all over themselves against the Baltimore Ravens. And now these two teams, you know, a little over a month later are meeting in the Super Bowl. So from the Chiefs perspective, Bob, what has changed in the last five weeks or so from the Raiders debacle to where we are this Monday morning where they're headed to another Super Bowl?
5: Well, I I think they lost that game to the Raiders, and Patrick Mahomes was still trying to kind of play that hero ball, if you will. I don't know what other words you use to describe it. I mean, he had two turnovers in seven seconds that led to 14 points for the Raiders. And so I think it probably was a Tuesday morning meeting, and and I'm creating this, and I'm really speaking from the way that Bill Self over at the University of Kansas used to do things in basketball. He goes, I give these guys all the – the ability in the world to do what they want. And if it worked great, but when it, it didn't work and they didn't listen, then I had the opportunity to tell them, say, see, you're going to do it my way. or you going to do it your way? And they lose a the game and they say, all right, coach, you're right. I'm going to do it your way. So that's what I kind of envision is that after that Raiders game, Andy Reed, Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, Patrick Mahomes sat down and they kind of looked at Patrick. And they go, you're ready to do it our way. You're still going to try to do it your way. I think, Patrick <laughs> finally went, I think I'm ready to do it your way guys. I don't want to be beaten by the Oakland Raiders. And since, you know, since that game, it's been, it's been a simple offensive game plan. They've taken away the players that you can't rely on. You know, the Sky Moors of the world, like I said, the, you know, the Kadarius Tonys of the world. And they've given Patrick Mahomes plays and players that they can count on. And I think at this part part of the season, that's the difference between being a veteran led team with experience and kind of a newbie at the at the altar like Baltimore was yesterday.
4: Yeah, Bob, that's the thing I noticed the most in the playoffs um, with the three games so far my guess is they probably don't trust Matt Nagy a whole lot either because it's a lot of Patrick Mahomes at the line of scrimmage kind of figuring things out, and I think that's what I would want if I was a Chiefs fan, if I was a Chiefs better. Let's now kind of flash forward to two weeks. This team has been there before. Um, A bit of a different vibe in Vegas this year, but just what do you expect um, over the next two weeks? What's going to be the stories? What's going to be the interesting uh, narratives as we kind of uh, tread through a very long road to the Super Bowl uh, in 13 days here in Vegas?
5: Well, that, that's the million-dollar question, because if it was Detroit that was there, we know what the narrative would yeah. be. It would be two weeks of everybody telling us how great Detroit was, and we all need to root for them, and they're going to save America and all that <laughs> nonsense. I, 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 I don't know. I I think part of the narrative is is going to be obviously Taylor Swift is going to be there, so we're going to track flights and see what time she gets to Las Vegas, you know, for the day of the game, which is 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 awesome. I think the narrative is going to be the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Really, when you think about it, for the next 13 days, I think you know people just like woke up and went, "Well, I probably shouldn't pick against Mahomes." I'm like, really, you're just now coming to that conclusion? Like, this is the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now. And if you, if you can tell me who, who the second greatest quarterback is in the NFL, I'll buy it because I don't know who that person is. Tom Brady always had Peyton Manning. They were always one and two. I don't know who the second best quarterback is in the NFL. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just disposed of all three of of, of quarterbacks that everybody thought were, were great. And we're going to end this run for the Kansas city chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes basically said, nah, I'm better than everybody out there. So I think the next thirteen days are truly going to be talked about the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes and can Mister Irrelevant go toe to toe with him? Mm. I find it interesting that the Chiefs are an underdog, but yet Patrick is the favorite to get the MVP in the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that is that,
4: an interesting dynamic.
3: That is, that's, it's a good point, and there's no clear cut obviously on the other side because there's not the the full belief. Real quickly, we only have about forty five seconds here, Bob. How big of a mistake, in your opinion, did the Ravens make going away from the run?
5: Well, I think it was ridiculous. I just I don't understand how you do that. The, the prior week against Buffalo, the Chiefs gave up 182 yards rushing, and, and they didn't even sniff the running game. I don't know why they allowed Lamar just to kind of throw the ball. I think when you get down early like they did, I mean, there was a shell shock there early. Casey goes right down the field, scores. They're up 7 nothing. Uh, Baltimore gets the ball, and then Casey goes down and scores again, and they've got 14 quick points, and now all of a sudden you're playing from behind. I think that factors in as well. But, yeah, I think everybody was kind of stunned they went away from the run
3: yesterday. Fesco in the morning, six ten sports there in Kansas City. Just a ho-hum normal Monday, just going back to the Super Bowl. Enjoy it, Bob. Always appreciate the insight. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is, Bob Fesco. I, I think, and I know I worked with his program director for a long time. Uh, we were young pups growing up in the business. I think what they should do is they need to send someone to Tokyo to be on the, the Swift beat to see how she can... And to watch. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, See how that all uh, plays out there. We got our best bets for a Monday night coming up next. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray on v the sports betting... De- <laughs> You know, people like free things. Nothing better than our free newsletter written by the one and only Bill 80. Beeson.com slash newsletter. It is free, folks. It costs you a penny. Every week you, every day, not every week, every day you get sent a new newsletter. Right there, front and center, our betting splits, early betting splits on the Super Bowl. We've got Super Bowl reactions already. A lot to get into there. The free newsletter. vison.com
4: slash newsletter. Simple hmm. as that. You know you've made it as a person when you can be identified by your glasses. I know. That's how you know you've made it in media. Congratulations Bill, you've made it. Bill's the man. Yeah, absolutely. Legend.
3: Alright, uh, we've got our poll up. Early action already filing in. 292 votes. Can I already? guess where the majority is? Yeah. I think we all know. So... Our question, kept it simple today. I feel like when we get a little too... (laughs) (laughs) Over your skis, as you like to say? Yeah, I love when you use that phrase. Well, you know, we did a a Travis Kelsey prop on Friday. Sure, Didn't get a ton of votes. Kept it simple. Uh, Our record, by the way, is 694 votes. We'll see if we can eclipse that. I gave you
4: you an amplification, so maybe that'll help. I don't know how much needle-moving I do in the social media world, but I tried. You're a big wig. All right, Uh,
3: 292 votes in. Our simple question right now, Monday morning quarterbacking, your favorite bet for the Super Bowl, side or total? Chiefs plus one and a half, Niners minus one and a half, over 47 and a half, under 47 and a half. No surprise. Early action. Chiefs plus one and a half. Fifty percent of the vote on the Chiefs, followed by Niners minus one and a half. Twenty-two percent over
4: at fourteen percent, and then under forty-seven and a half at thirteen. The total's interesting. I had a, so I had two conversations last night when the line dropped. One about the side, one about the total with mm-hmm. a couple of the pros that I work with here in town. We were all pretty, you know lockstep Chiefs are going to be the early money as a dog. But the total we were kind of split on, I I think you can make a case for the running game being so prominent that it is an under type of market move. But it's the Super Bowl. Like, I just, I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to get there on an under. But I think the market might drift a little bit based on some sharp things I'm hearing underneath the surface. We might get a little bit of movement to the under, but I don't know that for sure. You don't know what these markets. Are.
3: Well, I mean, look, market movement from the side perspective was wrong yes, it this was. past week. However, yeah. the total was right. Correct. The total came down in the AFC Championship, that hit, the went total up. went up in the NFC Championship and that hit as well. So, look, you know, we'll talk to Josh later on, Josh Applebaum, uh who, you know, we'll keep a close eye on the steam and all of that movement, but, you know, nothing in betting, as you all know, as you've been listening watching Beeson forever, nothing is foolproof, nothing's 100%. They so nope. never just blindly follow Steam, because if you blindly followed Steam, you would have went 2-2 two and two
4: this weekend. And you would have made probably two, at least two bad bets on the Ravens. You know, if you bet the Ravens in the, I guess I, I, to me, the under in the Ravens game was an, I I did not expect that to hit after the first, like that, that, that was a, that was an unfortunate beat. If you bet the over in that game at 44, which was a good bet and you lost.
3: Well, you what, ah, is it a good bet, though? Because once the second half came around, you had three total points.
4: No, I mean, in terms of if you bet over 44, the market opened 45 oh, and a half. Oh, I and got you. And like, you bet it got at you. you waited till the perfect spot until it hit a key number, 44. Totals aren't exactly key, but kind of key. And and then you bet the over. And then in the first half, there's, what, 30, 30-something points. You're like, man, yeah. I made a great bet. I feel great. I waited for the market to come down. I bet over 44. Huge first half, just get me across, the, and then nothing in the second half. Like, you feel cheated if you bet the over yesterday, especially if you bet a 44. That was, like, a really good wager in hindsight, and it just, you know, the ball didn't quite bounce away. If Zay Flowers scores that touchdown, you probably hit the over, and that's it, right? Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Uh,
3: if he scores the touchdown, yeah, maybe. It changes, the like, the the, the numbers. Yeah, I that's, mean. I mean, that's the biggest what-if, certainly, of that game, Yeah, uh, the, the Zay Flowers. And uh, producer Britton... Pointed this out. Adam Levitan came on the show uh, from Established and Run on Friday. We talked props, and he said you know, for one of his more long-shot flyers, Zay Flowers, to lead the weekend in receiving yards. Really good bet. One yard shy. Yeah. Travis Kelsey edged him out by one yard. And, and here's the thing. I talked about Saturday for me, and I like to be as transparent as possible. It was not a great day at college basketball. Got kicked in the teeth. And then my favorite play, the one I gave out on the show, the Ravens to Niners money line Parlay, obviously did not come home. <laughs> and I, and our, pl- uh, our bet on the show – or not our bet, our poll on Friday was Travis Kelsey receiving yards, and I really – you know me; I'm not a big prop guy, so no. that's what ultimately held me off. But I really was like, I think this this market's gonna over yeah. it. It's Travis Kelsey.
4: And Kyle Hamilton played well, your guy, and they just were perfect. Like he, <laughs> like that's how good the Chiefs are, guys. The Ravens played well defensively in that game, and they still couldn't win. Get eleven receptions for. I was, Mahomes started ele- like imagine, imagine. The scenario, and I think that's where the Mahomes stuff, like there were literally people, maybe they were trolls, maybe it was clickbait, that were calling Mahomes' performance average yesterday just based off the counting stats. And I'm thinking to myself, the AFC Championship game, the most important game of the year, the nerves are just firing in the first quarter and they were so efficient. It was like it was a preseason game. He started 11 for 11. It was like they were going seven on seven in shorts and shoulder pads in July. That's how efficient he was in the first half of that game. And then they just kind of let the Ravens shoot themselves in the foot in the second half. But, man, like Mahomes was just unbelievable. And Kelsey, like that is what champions do in the big games.
3: You know, we could dive into this. We'll dive into the prop bets, obviously, as the week goes on. And we got our best bet to give out here in just a moment. Brock Purdy's rushing yards at DraftKings right now is 11 and a half.
4: Up a lot from where it was. It, it is.
3: It's five and a half when I bet it two weeks ago. Right. So he went over against Green Bay, had 14 rushes or 14 yards rushing. And then yesterday we saw him really, you know, an underrated facet because a huge plays. Monster. Monster plays. Pocket Tilted the whole game. Collapsed and he was able to to utilize his legs. So I think that'll be a very popular over bet. That could be an It'll we'll be, we'll be Brock Purdy that could 11 be a and fun half. under. Yeah. Is that a spot where. Clearly, the market has moved yes. way too far for Brock Purdy. That said, as we've learned over the years in championship games, but Brock's not that kind of quarterback. But he was yesterday. Yeah,
4: well, actually, he he was. Those are broken plays. Like nice. it, you know, you credit him for making those. By the way, plays. Mahomes went under. He went under yards or uh, r- rushing yards. Well, attempts. The kneel downs late got him over. I yeah, remember yeah. six carries yeah. for fifteen yards. I think he had two kneel downs late, and he was at. Four and a half. So those... Remember two weeks ago, I had a parlay because of the kneel downs. The kneel... Listen, guys. Rushing quarterback props, I think the attempts are better than the yards. I, I love the attempts props. The kneel downs count. Purdy's two a and a steal. half uh, right now. Rush attempts. That's probably a good number. For Purdy. It's tough to cap that because if they're leading in the game and you get two two kneel downs late, you know, you, yeah, feel, the end of the you half, feel cheated. Dude. Exactly. Like I only bet the over on the attempts.
3: Uh. So... For me, college basketball tonight, uh, as we give out best bets, uh, we will do a little NBA chatter. By the way, check out vcin.com. Uh, We've got best bets from Zachary Cohen and Red Hot JVT, Hardwood Handicappers. So they got a big slate tonight. Uh, pretty minimal slate when it comes to the Power Five. There's some, you know, swack and me action going on tonight. Uh, but I do like a situational spot tonight. In college hoops, I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus three and a half against Duke. Uh, Duke coming off of a, kind of a miraculous, very four, not miraculous, but fortunate win over Clemson. Uh, Market's now gone to four, so it's going against me, so uh, I guess we'll give out four. Always love going against uh, market movement here, but uh,
4: I bet three and a
3: half, it's up to four,
4: so yippee. Uh, you getting gun-shy because of Saturday. Just forget it. It's over. It's done. We're on to Monday. But uh, I like the spot
3: for Virginia Tech here. Um, You know, UNC on deck for Duke, even though it will be Saturday. Kind of a sandwich spot. Quick turnaround for Duke. Not brutal travel, just driving up to Blacksburg. But I do like the spot here. Uh, As mentioned, market just went to four, so uh, you'd be... We're going against the market move here, uh, but for Virginia Tech, Castle Coliseum really has kind of been a house of horrors for this Duke basketball program. Lost there last year, lost in 21, lost in 2019. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech in, and what is also kind of a desperate spot for the Hokies a little bit as we're already talking about, you know, Resumes and all of that. Uh, Hokies have won three in a row. So I will take the points here with the Hokies catching now four. So, hey, if you haven't bet it yet, congrats. You're getting a better number than me. But uh, we're going to take the four with the Hokies. That game's starting top of the hour uh, in college basketball. Houston and Texas, that is the uh, late-night game. That should be fun. Um, is it to, in Houston or uh, it, It's in Austin. It's in Austin. Texas, a home dog of four wow. of five there in that one so the longhorns uh they don't have to worry about any horns down t-shirts i know that oh gets them man they gets get them in their feelings sensitive. uh you know they had to take them off even though they got absolutely boat raced by B- byu what is the what the is weekend. the
4: outrage about the i don't understand it i don't know i don't get people i'm gonna people do the make, whole show like this people make fun of my school penn state all the time and i won't get into the reasons why but you probably know like <laughs> stop being so sensitive everyone relax you're going to the
3: SEC, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, it ain't going to be. if you They think, desecrated if you, actual monuments If you think, in, in, if you think this is bad, oh, you got yeah. another thing coming Sweet there. Sweet to go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, but uh, fun one tonight. No bet for me on that one. Houston and Texas. We will take the four with the turkeys. Go Hokies. That game coming up top of the hour. That's Jared Smith. I'm Tim Murray. Mike Pritchard, our senior NFL analyst. He'll give us his early thoughts on uh, Super Bowl 58. The Sports Betting Network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook. They've got you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIP, VS. I N. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Once again, that code VSIN, V-S-I-N. The crown is yours. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time on this Monday, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. Teams will come to town, I guess, early next week. All the pomp and circumstance will get uh, get rolling there. i tell you what, man. I know Allegiant Stadium's got a dome, but, man, take a bottle up today's weather and make that Super Today Bowl Sunday. Today
4: has been the last three days. We had a little cold spell. The last three days have been incredible. So if they can keep that going,
3: people would be very happy coming to town. There's no doubt about it. All right, Mike Pritchard, a Vegas native who – I got to ask you this, starting with this, Pritch. Of course, Pritch, first-round pick back in 1991, Colorado legend, joins us every Monday in this spot. As someone who grew up in Vegas, who knows this city as well as anybody, how surreal is it that we are two weeks away, less than two weeks away from the Super Bowl
2: being played in Las Vegas? myself a thousand times and i still can't believe it (laughs) to be honest with you guys it's uh i mean you're right growing up here and understanding how the nfl was just ardent against the the las vegas and and you know the community and what vegas stood for and the industry that drives the engine here in nevada state nevada so uh yeah i mean it's it it is surreal i mean i I still can't uh put it into words uh to describe what what the feeling is going to be right i mean I know it's coming, but until it's actually here, I'm not going to believe it. Um, I'm getting phone calls left and right, text messages left and right. What are we doing, Bridge? What are we doing? What's happening? <laughs> right? Uh, and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't control all that. I mean, I, I can't be out like that. Oh. So, uh, maybe a couple of days. Maybe a couple of okay. days are, are nice, but uh, no, I, it's going to be interesting, guys, and I can't wait for our city to experience it. Uh, I experienced it in at Atlanta when I was with the Falcons, when uh, the Falcons hosted and certainly at the city of Atlanta uh, hosted the Super Bowl back in 92. But this is going to be off the chain because it's Las <laughs> Vegas uh, and it's never, ever been seen or, or, or nobody thought or expected it would be here.
3: Mike Pritchard joining us here on VEASAN primetime, our senior NFL analyst. You catch them all over our network. First round pick back in 1991 Pritch as a pass catcher yourself. Take us through what we saw yesterday afternoon, and how someone like Travis Kelsey, who was going to be matched up with a budding superstar in Kyle Hamilton, how do Mahomes and Kelsey, in the biggest moments, always seem to find green grass? It's it's unbelievable. To what was a it, for Kelsey standards, kind of a down ish year because he's right. you know a first ballot Hall of Famer and maybe the greatest tight end ever, but here in the postseason, it's been. Unbelievable. And then yesterday, 11 catches on 11 targets. How does this continue to happen when, you know, 15 is always looking for 87?
2: Well, you know, it, when you're great like that, um, you're allowed to or you know how to compartmentalize a lot of things. Right. Uh, I, I think Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes understands preseason. They understand regular season and they understand how to amp it up and turn it up in postseason. Not everybody knows how to do that. Not everybody can be dominant. Not everybody can be Hall of Famers while they're in the prime of their career, right? Uh, but those two guys are. And I think the week off uh, helped uh, as they ended the year and certainly won a division. Okay, now we know we got to go on the road. They got their minds right. They got their bodies right. And uh, they're able to execute. One of the things and one of the ways that Travis Kelsey is used, and I don't know if you want to gear this towards your props or whatever you're looking at uh, coming up for the Super Bowl. Is that Andy Reid and, and Matt Nagy now, I mean, they they know how to utilize Travis Kelsey in a running back role or an mm. H back role, right? So sometimes his releases are so slow and they'll use him in motion, they'll they'll change strength, uh, but he'll leak out the backfield or he'll become a primary. And, and it's hard to uh focus in on when he's a primary guy. But I, I will say this, the, the ball placement for that touchdown, not a lot of quarterbacks can do that. Yeah. Uh and, and certainly not a lot of Guys are capable of turning their body around and making that catch too. Uh, but no, it's it's a it's a lethal combination, and I don't care how good you are, uh, it's hard to stop uh, consistently.
4: Yeah, I think that's the the biggest takeaway for me yesterday. And and you could again the the day after these big games, right, Pritch? It's a lot of they should have done this and, and negative right. and and you know decisions that went awry. I I like to flip it on the positive side and just to spotlight the Chiefs defense, which has been fantastic the whole postseason. Mm -hmm. But the greatness of the performances in the big moments, I think we take that for granted sometimes. Because let's be honest, the counting stats and the score didn't really pop off the page yesterday with the Chiefs offense. But in those moments when the pressure is at its highest point, the first quarter of an AFC championship game on the road against the defense that the Ravens were – to complete his first 11 passes of the game and to run the offense like it was a preseason game. That is hard to quantify. And for you to put into words as someone who watched this game for years, what is, like, how do we frame how great Mahomes is in these
2: spots? Well, really uh, by design too. I mean, you think about that scripted situation to start the game, uh, you know, Baltimore is not gonna cover those guys on the perimeter. You know, getting the ball out quick and and spreading the ball around, spreading out to formation. in fact, Kansas City put Baltimore on their heels because now they had to think and they had to adjust to, to everything they're seeing, all the movement, all the different for formations and the personnel. Uh, and so that was brilliant uh, in the terms of coaching and by design on the side of Kansas City. I, I think Detroit had that too in the beginning, but then in the, in the second half, that pressure, as you mentioned, started to change things, right? Uh, and then also 49ers got more and more comfortable. So it's about settling down, uh the sooner you can settle down, the quicker you can settle down, uh, the easier you're going to start to execute. Uh, and we saw it happen late for the 49ers in their game, and we saw it happen early uh, and often enough for, for Kansas City.
3: Mm. Mike Pritchard joining us here on VEASAN Primetime. Pritch, obviously we've got a long ways to go before this game, and we'll break it down every which way. Uh, let's look at, you know, we'll spend plenty of time on Patrick Mahomes. Right For Brock Purdy, as that game wore on, and he started to utilize his legs a little bit more. What did you make of Brock Purdy's performance yesterday? And and does it give you confidence one way or the other to back or to fade this Niners team uh, come the Super Bowl?
2: Well, one thing I give a lot of credit for Brock is, is that he's so coachable. Um, I, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff, and that's a brilliant coaching staff. I, I think uh, Brian Griese is doing a great job out there. To be honest with you, uh, but. Uh, it, it's it's one of those situations where he's starting to see uh, what they're instruction, instructing him to see. Uh, in other words, Detroit was making it difficult for him on the, on the drop back. Like he was going to two and three and four on progression, but he wasn't getting out of pocket, right? But what did we see in the second half? One wasn't there. Okay, I'm getting out the pocket. So obviously that was instruction and certainly adjustments uh, that the 49ers coaching staff saw on uh, on those film or, or certainly on the iPad on the sideline. Uh, and he received that instruction, you know, he wasn't phased or he wasn't afraid to implement that in his game. And it opened things up. And I, I think it also relaxed uh, Brock Purdy. So uh, what I'm seeing is that here's a guy uh, who might not have the skill set to have been drafted number one or number two or number three, or, the, or even the the fourth round. Right. right. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It, it's It's all about how you finish. And it's all about, Remaining coachable. Uh, and as long as he's that way, it allows the 49ers to make those adjustments in game. Uh, so it's been incredible. He had zero game winning drives before the playoffs happened. Wow. And all of a sudden now he has two back to back situations, or really one. Uh, but this, well, actually, you can throw it in this one too. I mean, I, they came from behind. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. And I think it's giving a lot of confidence to that football team right now.
4: Yeah, and then that's, again, it goes back to, you know, a lot of negative. I'm hearing a lot of, oh, the Lions, Dan Campbell, they should have done this and this. But the Niners in the fourth quarter, when you're trailing to drive down the field and to make those plays, like, we need to assign the credit to that as well. And for two straight weeks, you could say the Niners maybe got fortunate, but for two straight weeks, when they needed a drive, they got a drive. And that speaks to a championship pedigree that sometimes the numbers and the metrics and the analytics don't fully quantify.
2: Right, right. Just like a, a clip in a national championship game. Sorry about that, Tim. Um, you know, you get a you get a bounce off a helmet or a face mask from a defender and it, all of a sudden it turns into a big play. And, and then Jameer gives, you know, yeah, uh, he just coughs it up, right? Uh, so that's pressure, though. That's pressure when, when things like that happen. And then can you take advantage of it? And certainly at home, the 49ers were able to take advantage of that. The only thing, you know, as we look forward to the Super Bowl, Kansas City they're not making a ton of mistakes right now Mm. Uh, and so you know if the 49ers don't get off to a fast start uh, you wonder if Kansas City defense and and certainly uh, what they're capable of uh, is going to allow those things to happen for Brock Purdy and that 49ers offense. Should have
3: never punted to Rocket, but... yeah. Uh,
4: <laughs> Pritch, appreciate it. I knew that it. was coming. I knew I it, it. He was waiting it. on it, it Pritch. Pritch. You set yeah. him up. I always
3: appreciate yeah. it, sir, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. It's going to be wild. Yes, it
2: is. You guys have a great night. Thank you,
3: bud. our good friend and colleague here at v Mike Pritchard, first-round pick in 1991. v Prime primetime. Niners, Chiefs.
1: If you dare.